Hello and welcome finally once again to another episode of the Motor Cult Podcast. This is episode 35. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Brian Sinisky. Hi, sir. Hello there. We are back. Oh, it feels really good to be back here. <laughs> I'm so over traveling. I know. I love Don't this place so it. much. I just like to just, you know, I'm right there with you right now. I just I want to not do anything no. for like the next couple of weeks no i I don't i don't (laughs) do not want to see another cornfield i don't want to see another pro-life across america cornfield i don't want to see another like christian rock channel on the radio or some preaching televangelist okay over (laughs) being in the country (laughs) oh we did just get back from well i guess last weekend now was that waffle house trip the tcbmw third annual waffle house trip to kansas city missouri somebody foolishly had us leave at 2 a.m for which hey we had to to hit their cars and coffee i don't even care i'm never doing that again oh it's such a great drive you slept all the way through it still (laughs) i'm still fucked up by having to like leave my house at 2 a.m (laughs) That's why I go to bed on a Friday night. But, I mean, it's hard to argue with the fact that leaving on a road trip like that, it's better to leave it, too. Because then you drive, no. when you're tired, into the sunrise, and then nope. you drive all the way through nope. the daylight. Nope. Yes. No. It's just better. I have it's to 100% not. That. You guys are it's both better. wrong. I'm going to leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the Waffle Out Drive was a great success. I think we had 13 people total, four or five cars. I don't remember. I don't know, something uh, like that. Somebody dropped out, like, halfway yeah, P- Peter dropped out halfway through. Yeah, it's like hurting cats. I don't. Whatever. I don't blame him. Like, I, I wanted to leave too. I didn't have my own. I didn't have my own car. <laughs> it's just so unpleasant waking whatever. up. Whatever. But anyway, what a After uh, that, you went on another road trip. Yeah, I actually just got yourself. back uh, ten hours ago okay. with my manual FJ Cruiser. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. We talked about the potential of me buying something like that a few episodes ago, and wouldn't you know it. You did it. I found one just north of Philly, and yeah, I flew out with my buddy Peter, who was also on the Waffle House trip. Yeah, and uh, he's the one that dropped out. Yeah, exactly. Did he drop out of this one? No, did he, like hop on a train halfway through. Nope, <laughs> no, he didn't have that opportunity, so okay. he was stuck with me. But uh, it was my first exposure to TSA pre-check, first exposure to the like the Delta Lounge or whatever, because he's got this Platinum Amex that gives him all that of stuff. Of course he does. Nice. And then we got priority boarding. We sat in first class. I had the rental car. That went perfectly to go get the FJ. I, like, everything just went great until I picked up the FJ, and I got on the highway with it, and the steering wheel is like tilted like 40 degrees to the left. I can't even oh, like no. see half the gauges, but like drives out pretty good. You get above 65, and the thing just starts shaking. Death wobble. Yeah, got a death wobble. So keep oh, it at 64, no. perfectly do you, smooth. Do you know what's causing the death wobble? No, I'm speculating. I haven't even looked at it yet, but I got an alignment at the Center City Toyota dealership down there in Philly. Yeah. And that didn't do anything. I mean, it, it straightened the steering wheel, but it didn't fix the death wobble. So I'm, I'm speculating it's a bad CV axle that's just Hopefully. like shaking when you get up to speed and or a bad shock because I had them like balance the tires and give it an alignment. But anyway, the car is, is great. I mean, the trans is very car-like. The engine's got plenty of power. I think it's super retro. It's like a four-liter yep. V6. Yep. Or... yep. Four-liter VVTi. It's a one GRFE. Oh, that's a great engine. Yeah. yeah, it is, and the thing is great. But like, yeah, it, it added three hours to our our twelve hundred mile drive. Oh, oh my no. god! So no. we have to go sixty-four. We got like three MPG better than the EPA, though. Good. <laughs> that's great. At what expense, though? Oh, I would have much rather gone faster. <clears throat> well, um, before we get into what we've missed in sure. the last half of a month yeah let's, uh yeah let's <laughs> let's try our beer we're gonna drink stellar talks i want to taste a fart i mean i'm sorry i want to taste that uh, imported beer you know i was at costco shopping for beer uh, several weeks ago at this point 
And um, the reason I buy we Stella did, now is we, because... We didn't crank up the gain for that too late. It's fine. You know, it's going to sound okay. Yeah. Um, the reason I bought this is because my new niece is named Stella. Yeah. And I, like, I find myself... Excuse me, buying it, this it a lot more now. It does taste pretty decent. It's fine. When it's cold, it's pretty good. No, it, it has to be cold. Um, when it's like anything less than ice cold, it's not great. I agree. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, one of my favorite imported beers is Pilsner Urkel. I have it's not had that. Czech Pilsner. We should really try it. Good. But uh, yeah, anyway, so what we've missed over the course of the <laughs> last couple of weeks, I think it might be three. This is uh, well, yeah, we missed basically two. Well, we had a Saturday episode two weeks ago. Yeah, we missed the Wednesday, and then I put up just that that little thing, that little blip last weekend, just to tell people we're still here. Yeah, but yeah, we've missed I think three episodes. Yeah, so. I was gonna try and have uh, <clears throat> I was gonna try and have Sing from Drive Cartel on okay. before this uh, Cars and Crafts, but Cars and Crafts is today, and uh, yeah, I'm bummed I'm missing yeah. that. But oh, I, well. Power Cruise is what it is. So yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's but anyway, <clears throat> what we've missed. Uh, Sergio Marchone died. I the, know. Poor Marchione. Also, the Nissan Juke died, coincidentally. The, I don't the, care. They were uncorrelated. <laughs> um, <laughs> Blake probably cares. Yeah, poor, I'm sure poor Blake. Blake. Blake is beside himself. <laughs> uh, if you're wondering who this guy Blake is, he's a friend of mine, and he's the only person to purposely buy a CVT Nissan Juke Nismo. Yeah. Because he wanted he wanted a Juke, but he... Uh, was, uh, he was about to move out of his parents' house and didn't have... <laughs> any credit built up and he made a ton of money. Right. So he just got a car loan for the most expensive Nissan Juke he could get and then paid it off yeah, as that, quickly that as makes he could. Perfect sense. Yeah. No. Also, <laughs> he's he's a, he's a ridiculous I know. Person. Blake is he's a very interesting fellow, so I I, I get it. It's but a yeah. very Blake thing to do. Anyway, yeah. so um Sergio Marchone, um for those of you who aren't He's you, great. Yeah, for those of you that don't follow Automotive CEO baseball cards, um, <laughs> which if you don't, you really need to step your game I, up. I think we should probably make that and sell it on the motor <laughs> in the motor cult blog. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, you got the limited edition foil card. No oh, way. Man, you got it. Sergio Marchione foil card. Sick. Anyway, so um, wow, we are horrible people. If uh, you like any Chrysler product currently made, you can thank him. If you like any Fiat product currently made, you can thank him. If you like the fact that Ferrari can now weather any recession, you can thank him. Um, he was the head of Fiat Chrysler Group. For a long time. For a very long time. Didn't he step in in like 93? No, no, no. He was uh, uh, 2004. Oh, okay. He, I was thinking of... Um... He stepped in when Fiat was going through what Chrysler yeah. went through like, t- yeah. like eight years later. Um, I was thinking of the Iacocca. Yeah, but I mean, film. if you actually... You know, you it's really hard to turn a company around and keep its soul. Like you could, you could do the, Carl's, especially at that point in time. Yeah. Well, you can do the Carlos goes and, and like just rip the soul out. Your of benevolent the, overload. Yeah. And just rip the soul out of the company and make one nice car. Yeah. Or you can do what <clears throat> Sergio Marchone did where if you look at any Fiat product between yeah. like 1998 and 2004, oh, dude. they are all Garbage. much worse than anything made from 2004 to now or prior. Yeah, like yeah, that was just like a dark age. It was like it the really uh, was. Like, the seventies malaise era for the USA. It, it really was. <laughs> like the early two thousands was the Italian malaise. Oh god. Um, but no, he he brought him back. Uh, brought back the five hundred. Actually, like had the company keep its soul because what he saw was a very important thing that a lot of penny pinchers don't see. Yeah, that the soul of a car company is what matters. If you don't have, if you have a car company that doesn't have a soul. You have something like General Motors. Well, when you're talking you're... about soul specifically, are you talking just like 
like making products that don't necessarily make financial sense to a board, or are you talking something well, you, else? It, it's, some, it's something different than that. Because okay. if you think about it, the Fiat 500 is the soul of Fiat, and that yes. makes perfect sense for them. Yeah, that car's like that is a company not. based on on small cars. Like, yeah, they make a crossover that nobody cares about. Yeah, um, which is a bummer. I saw a lot of 500Xs out in Philly, and those things are actually pretty nice. They're they're all right, but I mean, like, why get that when you get a 500? Well, well, why get that when you can get a Renegade, which is the same platform, and you exactly. can get a six-speed in it? Exactly. Um, but no, so when you're making a Kurt, man, it has a soul. So something like that would be like, um, like Honda with their Civic. Yeah. Like when the Civic had its soul, it came from the independent rear suspension and the high revving fuel efficient engine. Okay. So you're talking like, like character, though. Yeah, a car with character. Okay. To it. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Because if you have a if you have a company that can't do that, or like a company like I guess Mazda. Mazda, is a, they can make anything sporty. Yeah, you have a point there. Oh, sorry, I had to adjust my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> no, like Mazda, Mazda makes minivans and SUVs fun. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's what true. the soul of a company is. I've never driven a Mazda. It's like, ooh, what's going on here? Yeah. It always no. has pretty direct steering. It's usually yeah. got a like, good throttle response. In the worst era, the worst era of Mazda was when they were selling out to Ford, and they just they lost that yeah. for, like, 20 years. That's but, true. Yeah, anyway... Um, a, a good example of a company that does not have that, and what happens when you don't? General Motors, yeah. where they're just bouncing from one bailout to another. Well, I mean, we'll talk about this actually. I think in the next topic here, there's one product in there that I want to talk about that is General Motors. Okay. And there's actually a couple things in today's episode that I want to talk about that are GM yeah. that are maybe bucking the trend. Yeah, well, let's let's definitely do that in okay. a second. There's one sure. other yeah. thing I want to talk about. Yep. Um, Sergio Marchione is also responsible for Fiat Chrysler Group making a bunch of mindless SUVs like the Renegade and like the yeah. Fiat 500X. But I mean, they did that for a reason. Yes. And what I like about that is they didn't put all their eggs in that basket. Right. He's also responsible for like the Maserati Levante and the right. Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Which I actually kind of like the Stelvio. I mean, as far as... I mean, it's a CV. I'd never buy it. Yeah, it is, as far as a crossover goes. But the Levante so, can go die. Yeah, but I mean like... So basically, if you think about those cars, those are super duper phoned in cash grabs. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like they market it as such. Like, yeah. Look, Air just leased this for three fifty a month. Look, look at this <laughs> Maserati. Yes. <clears throat> oh, it is so luxurious. It is a SUV. It has a like, V six. Nothing that we've ever made before. Yeah, like it sucks. Hat tip intensifies. Yeah, and like when they do a phone in car, like when they made the Quattroporte six cylinder, they use yeah. just like a Chrysler Pentastar. Uh. It is. Is it? Yeah. It's we, a supercharged we, Pentastar? It's a twin turbo. Really? Pentastar, yeah. With Maserati cylinder heads. You know, I know that. Huh. We had one at our, at our shop. Oh, our that Volks, was our Volkswagen shop. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, saw, you sent me a picture. I'm like, good Carmen, now servicing Maserati. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, good Carmen, now now servicing Volkswagen, Audi, Subaru, Maserati, Gogomobile, Bizzarini. <laughs> Just all oh, the ridiculous God. brands you can't find. What about Mahindra? Find. Yeah, all the, all the stupid brands you can't find in all data. But... Um, <laughs> No, like Sergio Martone, he, he was a really like a good guy to enthusiasts because he made he knew that like building an enthusiast car, yeah, that would draw people into the into the company, and sure. that would that would make an otherwise not cool car look cool. Yeah, as example, is the Chevy Sonic cool? No, God no. No, is a Fiesta cool? Yeah, yeah. Is a Fiat Five Hundred cool? Very. Yeah, exactly. Is a Mazda too cool? Yeah, uh, yeah, because it they, they, they race it. Yeah, it's they funky. race it. Yeah, they race it, and it drives nice. Yeah, but the thing is, the Sonic doesn't do any of those. Yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. All those cars have a performance version for enthusiasts, so we think it's cool. The normal one isn't yeah. that great. I, and, but th- but that's the thing. 
The Fiesta ST with that, or sorry, SE with that three-cylinder EcoBoost is awesome. The standard Fiat 500 is awesome. It's they're really yeah, but I mean, I, it, they're really no different standard than Sonic Tragic. They're no different than a Chevy Spark, but which they is are. a Daewoo. Well, I mean, when you drive them, like oh, yeah. honestly, if if it didn't say Fiat, if you weren't thinking of the yeah, fact okay, that fine. oh, this is a version of a performance car. For me, it's the aesthetic, yeah. I guess, combined with that, because like the Sonic is just so uninspired. But yeah, but if they had the performance Sonic, it'd probably be cooler. They did Sonic Turbo. Well, no, they didn't. The Sonic RS with some stickers and the normal Sonic. Yeah, fine. But anyway, <laughs> let's uh, talk about. Uh, y- y- did you want to talk about that cool General Motors thing? Or yeah, you just I want to. It's, it's part of the Patreon topic I okay. grabbed for this week, so I'll just kind of segue into that. Um, the topic this week is from Scott, of course. It's cars that didn't or won't sell well, and they're underrated for unpopular reason or not. So it's basically cars that don't sell well, but they still brought them to market and they didn't sell, and then they're not going to bring them again because they didn't sell well. So the first example is the Chevy SS that I wanted to talk about, which yeah. is the GM product. They did it before with Pontiac, with that G8. Yeah, and, and it's it, like the last it didn't cool sell car. very well, well, even though yeah. it's awesome. It didn't sell well because they brought it here for like a year before Pontiac went out of business. Right, that's true. And, they didn't and it was have, expensive. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't market it well. Right. Oh, I think God. I think if the, if, yeah, if you were bleeding from your stump arm, you wouldn't have enough, you know, energy to like Exactly. Dig, that's yeah, the thing. Exactly. It, like it was it, that was the that, that was a product of the dying the sick old man of America. Exactly. To take the term that people use for China oh, it, during uh, the <laughs> early ni- uh, 1900s. <laughs> just okay. Anyway, yeah, but the, all right. So back to the SS. That's uh, you know, it's made in Australia and imported. Yeah. Like every good American muscle car. Exactly. So it's good. Independent which suspension. No longer, which no longer exists, actually. Cause Correct. Holden. They just discontinued. Also, it. I think that happened in the last couple of weeks that they actually did roll the last one off. Maybe. I didn't do enough research on I, it. I'm pretty sure that happened while we were away. Yeah, so Holden died as well. Great. Well, I typed <laughs> this in before that happened then. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that car, I mean, it actually sold reasonably well, but not the, the take rate for the six-speed wasn't all that high. Because it wasn't offered the first year as a six-speed, and I think like most of the people that were early adopting just bought the automatic and dealt with it. But that's an instant cult classic. Sorry, cult, cult classic. classic. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's like the '96 Impala SS. But why didn't it sell well? I think well, first off, you had to order it. Yeah, that's true. It was built to order. Yep. It was not marketed. Correct. Period. Yeah, I've never seen an ad for that car. Yeah, you never saw it. It was. Uh, they never marketed it. And they like it was only from product placement, and it was in areas like where you're like, is that a Malibu? I think it's a Malibu, but oh no, it's SS. It does look like a Malibu. And well, that's the thing. I think if um if they spent more time, you know, putting it out there, it would have sold way better. I think you're right, and I think a lot of people were turned off initially with the MSRP, but they didn't realize that it's not like a regular GM product where it's like super cheap to buy, and you, you know, it's not. By the time you had options, yeah, because like there were two options on the Chevy SS. Like one was magnetic ride, and the other one was a transmission. So like everything else was already there, and it had like you know all the stuff. It had like I think it had like auto park, and it had you know Distronic Cruise or whatever stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it had everything you would want. The around view camera was just standard. Yeah. So I think they got just scared off by that, but I think you're right with the lack of advertising. That's I think there's an honestly other, what there's it is. another thing that they did to shoot themselves in the foot. Okay. Um, that's a car made for enthusiasts. Yeah. With an automatic transmission first. Yeah, that's dumb. That's like Jaguar with the F-Type. Like I, I get automatic should be an option. That's fine because what you're trying to do is draw more people into the fold. Right. Which makes sense. That's like perfectly the 500 okay. bar. If they added an auto option, it sold way better. Yeah, but, I get it. But that's the thing is like. 
that's not what an enthusiast wants. That's not going to bring in those early adopters that are going to be crucial for your car. All right. So, I mean, if you, how many, how Especially many, a car like that. how many performance cars are trying to get their name out there? Like, bar like stuff like Porsche and Ferrari. Cause when you yeah. hear Porsche and Ferrari, you already know performance. So, and you already know that, it's going to be an automatic. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like, but for, for your standard layman, like when they're thinking, I want to buy a fun car. Yeah. The first things that, and like I've got money, the first things that come to their mind, Porsche and Ferrari. Yeah. But like with, with Alfa Romeo with the four C, which is another car that got lost to the fold, uh, that was odd Mac only in America. And I know several people that actually have the means to buy those that didn't because yeah. they weren't offered as a manual. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like I don't get that. And uh that's the thing where Sergio Marchone really should have stepped in before he died. I and agree. said, Hey, do well, this right. Maybe he maybe that was on his roadmap, but he died kind of an untimely death. Yeah, he did. He, he died young. super young, super um, quick too. Yeah. I mean, they, well, they he, took he, him out and well, he died from he was having so, like shoulder surgery and then uh, it got infected. Really? And that's how he died. Jesus. Yeah. But anyway, that's depressing as shit. All right, some more cars. Uh, but yeah, no, the four C is up there. Four C is up there. That every Fiat product that we've got here is on there. I mean, they actually sold pretty they, well. They, they exceeded sold, their sales goals. They sold pretty decent. But I mean, the thing is, that car hasn't been... I'll talk about the standard 500, just to, yeah. for the sake of argument here. It hasn't been facelifted, really, in 10 years. Mm-mm. That body came out in 2008. Well, if we can talk about the fact that they, they produced that car exactly as it is for 10 years, yeah. and they're just hitting a slump in sales, that's pretty fantastic. Well, I mean, it hasn't been selling that well for a couple of years. But like, it's wholly due to the fact that, A, they don't advertise it. B, it hasn't been updated... In, you know, 10 years. Yeah. See, you can buy a used one for like four grand and yeah. it's exactly the same as a 15, 16, 17, 18, $9,000 new one. Yeah. You're not going to go to a dealership and buy a new car. There's another one I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, speaking of small cars. Sure. Uh, the Mirage. Okay. And I think that the Mirage, the reason that is not selling well, I mean, people say, oh, the build quality is shitty. Well, yeah. So the build oh, quality. Oh, like Doug DeMiro? Yeah, but the thing is, the build quality is shitty on most American cars, but look at those. They sell just fine. I um, mean, it's that car feels like it was made in a different point in time. It, it was made for talent, yeah. But that's fine. Because it's cheap. What Mitsubishi could easily do is they have a bunch of free press happening with that car that they're not bringing here. That car is actually really, really successful in WRC. Really? Yeah. They, I suppose it's in, the, in its class. Like, there's a class for that. And they have like a wide-bodied Mirage WRC car, and it cool. actually does really well. And I like th- that. that's something where I feel like <laughs> if they if they brought out more WRC marketing and yeah. tried to market it like they did an Evo sure. or something. I mean, their target look at the look at the target demographic. Yeah, like it's got to be younger yeah. people trying to get into a car because they want a reliable thing to get from A to B to have a warranty to get to work. Exactly. And this and that. It, well, the thing is, they're like, oh, millennials don't care about cars. Yeah, but you want you want that's se- not true. You, you want se- yeah, that's not true. A and B because we're millennials. But B, you know what Fuck sells? Off. You know what sells a uh, performance? You know what sells a cheap car really well? What? Seeing pictures of that cheap car doing cool shit. Yep. Because that's if, where Volkswagen gets it wrong. Yeah, like they, they Volkswagen. Yeah, remember that Top Gear episode where they made uh, Scirocco ads? Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> the car's clearly going way too fast. No, it's doing thirty. Look. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just isn't. <clears throat> and another example. Well, actually, no. Volkswagen got right because that's why the, that's why the GTI is synonymous with hot hatch performance ones. Really, I've still never great. seen an ad for GTI. Well, back in the day. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. When they were actually trying to market it. Sure. Uh, whereas, like the Renault Le Car. Oh yeah. That car, in every single race it was ever in with the GTI when it was sold in America, yeah, it beat it. Like they would have four oh. Renault cars and they would stack the podium. 
like against Hondas and GTIs and stuff. Like that was actually it's really cool. Funny. But Renault had ran like two ads in New York talking about the <laughs> performance, and that was it. <laughs> I think a Renault Alliance GTA would be super cool. Yeah. To buy. I, I think have. I think that'd be really it's such a, cool a stupid horrible car, but it's awesome. Oh, seeing stupid horrible cars, I saw Alex Nelson from oh, oh, no. uh, from uh, the Stancy 3M. Yeah, he bought a, a Yugo. Really? Yeah, he's he's a Stancet. I'm oh, that's of, his. I think so. I thought the Overcrest people bought that. Well, he's Overcrest. No, he's not. Christopher uh, Cluel is. Yeah, Chris and Alex. No, Chris and uh, Jake. Oh, Chris and Jake? Yeah. Oh, he's always there, so I thought he was part oh, of it. Oh, I didn't know Alex was already there. I, I, see <clears> I know they hang out all the time. Yeah, but. so I, I, was, okay. so I, I thought he was part of it. But I, yeah, no, I like that you go. I think it's super cool. Yeah, I'm, I think that's Shameless really cool. plug for uh, Overcrest. It's yeah, another local it... podcast. Uh, <laughs> they bought a Yugo that was super clean. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do to it, but I, I saw photos yesterday of them cutting the springs at SCI. Yes, so. I was real, yeah, I saw it too. Oh, I was really excited about that. Anyway, I've got a couple more things on here. Nissan Murano Cross Cab. That, didn't was, sell. that didn't sell well because it was terrible. Really expensive. Terrible, 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 terrible. Stinger GT. We don't know yet, but the sales figures suggest it's, it's meeting its goals, but yeah. it's not selling well. Yeah. Again, no manual option. It's one exactly. of those things. Another it, car. So the, th- the thing is, all right, I get I get the, the logic behind not offering manuals. Yeah. Because they look at the overall number of people that drive manuals. I get what that. What you should do is look at what the take rate is yeah. and not just like a performance car because performance cars include a lot of cor- that includes corvettes I actually have a relevant thing that i saw last week but uh take rates on manuals include corvettes which are largely bought by old men yeah the um, take rate on the corvette manual it has to be really low guess what it is uh 30 percent seven percent jesus christ <laughs> But anyway, so um, I saw. I'll, I'll tell you after this. But anyway, the thing is, like, with the exception of the Corvette, I most, you know, performance cars, not like supercars or anything, but cars like, you know, one twenty four Barths, Miatas, uh, Evos back in the day, yeah. STIs, WRXs, yeah. those kind of cars, like enthusiast cars. And truthfully, those didn't sell that well. But the thing is, the manufacturer didn't care. Yeah, but well, no, the thing is, those cars, the take rate on manuals is through the roof, I bet. Like, it has to be... Well, the STI and the Evo were only offered for a long time as a manual. The, the, SSTI, SST... the, the STI is still manual only, okay. but you can get a CVT, WRX. But, um, and you can get a SST Evo 10, like, you can't You, anymore, you could. But, yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, Balto. E- even, even then, with those cars, yeah. the manual take rate was way, oh, way dude, higher. Yeah. So, I really think what... What we have to do, like just like what like Consumer Reports, I guess, has to do, yeah, is they should make a different class for enthusiast car. I think so too, because a lot of these cars are getting lost in the fray. Where no, it's it is technically a performance car, but it's a little bit more hardcore. It's not like well, a car like a Corvette where it's. And I think you hit it right yeah. on the head with performance car because I, I'll jump over to BMW M right now. The rest of the world. You can't get pretty much any M product with a manual. The USA, the take rate on a manual is 50%. Exactly. That's a perfect example. We are why manuals still exist in BMWs. The USA, which makes me a little bit patriotic. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good thing. And I couldn't believe that when I read that. It was, I saw that last week. And they say manuals don't sell well. So. Yeah, and I'm Christian, one second, honey. Christian at Subaru of America, based out of Bloomington, Minnesota. There you go. Give me a manual outback. Yes. Continue on. No, uh, uh, Jana has something. Uh, Christian cool. was my uh, was my regional manager. Oh, <laughs> well, hopefully he's listening. I hope so too. 
I'm like really surprised that the BMW M series doesn't sell a lot of manuals in Germany. Yeah, everyone wants a DCT everywhere else in the world. But that's ridiculous. They have. That's because man- manuals manuals are a stand are a standard thing here. Manuals are a thing to be sought after. Well, like they really the take of the it for world, granted. People just they're. I, to generalize like this but they're shopping on the spec sheet like it's faster and it's more efficient but the thing is if you actually look at the efficiency between the dct car and the manual car the whole reason that the dct is more efficient and produces less carbon is because of the standardized test cycle yeah where they can program the trans to beat that or the manual no but like day-to-day no different so uh, a little bit of a tangent. I'll make this quick so we have to go back to this list and keep going. But uh, the BMW Car Club of America North Star chapter, we do a winter dinner every year. Yeah. Last year, we had a, uh, a head honcho guy from South Carolina up to talk to us. Yeah. And we one of the questions from a very animated member was about manual transmissions. And we almost had to kick the guy out because he was like giving this executive so much shit for not making manuals. That's hilarious. And the guy's reasons were all just total bullshit. So I, I'm really, really heartened to see that there are cars out there that are still, you know, almost or at 50% take yeah. rate for a stick. So. Exactly. And almost everyone I, I've ever talked to loves driving manual. They just couldn't get the car they wanted in a manual. That's the thing. Dealers don't order them. So yeah. I think the take rate would be higher if you got manuals ordered on the lots. That That is true. I did have a lot of people that I, other salespeople would have lost sales to, but I actually took the time to... Oops, I, I knocked my my, my next. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're both. Um, it, give us a break, everyone. <laughs> I think probably every other month I'd be ordering in a Crosstrek yeah. or a Forester manual. Where are those made? Uh, both are in Japan. Okay. Yeah, both of those are Japanese. The uh, most of the BMW product is made in that South Carolina plant. So like, yeah. If you're a salesperson for them, you can actually just like like I get it. Ordering sucks. You have to wait for your new car. You're super excited about it, but like it only takes a month. Well, Subaru has a lot of they they have a lot of inventory stored like okay. in, in dealers around America. I suppose yeah for quick things like that. However, I did have a customer that wanted right when Hyper Blue came out. Oh yeah, on the Crosstrek, I do like she that really color. wanted a Hyper Blue on black Crosstrek Premium Manual because she wanted the sunroof and the heated seats and a manual transmission. God that bless sounds her. Sounds actually like a pretty good car. Yeah, it was actually a really really fun car. I just drive that Cross around. Crosstreks are bit. fine. They honestly. Um, yeah. But they, um, yeah, no, she she was about it. And, yeah, she waited, That's like, awesome. two months for it to come from Japan. That's really cool. Um, Props to that person. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot wait for Crosstrex to get cheaper because I really want to get a Crosstrek and just put, like, a Forester 2.5 in it because that just needs, it needs, like, an extra. Just supercharge the FA, man. It just need, well, no, it's not FA, it's FB. What? The FA is the BRZ only engine. Really? Yeah, the FA what only. What makes it different? Uh, the FA has... I thought the FB was the turbo one. No. FB is all of the timing chain boxers. FA was the timing chain boxer only in the BRZ because that one has different fuel injection on it. It's got both port and direct injection. The Subaru ones don't have both? The standard Subaru ones just have direct. Ooh. Yeah. So they're going to they're gonna have carbon buildup issues. Yay. But, um, Good karma. Now servicing carbon buildup on FB Subaru engine. Yep. But... Um, <laughs> No, there's uh, there's one other car I wanted to talk about. Um, train of thought is leaving me, but for now I do want to mention the BRZ. Uh, that's one where that sold pretty well. That one actually sells really well, yeah. and that's kind of like saying the BRZ is not doing well is kind of like when Donald Trump says the New York Times is failing. Dude, it's all people comparing Camry sales to BRZ sales. Well, no, it's like it, it's really it's just people that are mad that they didn't get like 
that they watch Initial D and they don't pay attention and they just they want everything to be turbocharged. That's a bit of a stretch, but yeah. Well, no, I mean, and really, that's the thing. Every yep. single person that complains about the BRZ is like the mad. power. Sorry, that yeah, was me. That's what time. I mean. It's like it's just a bunch of <laughs> fanboys like, that go like, "Oh, drifting, cool." Fine. It's two hundred horsepower. In high school, you would have killed for that. Oh yeah. I, well, not only that, like if you actually drive a BRZ, yeah. yes, in a straight line, it sucks. It's fun on a bun. The it's, torque tip sucks. You can fix it with a tune. It, it's not. It's not made for. Have you ever driven one? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's I'll not made. FRS, it's but. not made for driving a straight line. Oh, but it's fine. You, you, it's, it's, it's such a good. Car. All the fun is in the corners because yeah, I agree. Yeah, yes. Like when I would take ones on test drives, I was so excited when that car the, came out. The highway oh, yeah. test drive sucked. Once I got onto the side roads that go along Lake Minnetonka, phenomenal. I mean, they do sound really fucking stupid, but anyway, uh, I love them. <clears> that's um, fine. Uh, I'm going to probably come up with another car I was thinking of. That's, that's fine. Just... You you think about that. I'll talk about the two others on this list. Jaguars, yeah, all of them. Mm. Uh, yeah, what's going on they with don't, them? They don't sell very well because uh, JLR has quality issues. I remembered. Um, okay. <laughs> please continue. This Lincoln. No, oh. Nobody takes them seriously. Do you know why? That's because nobody can figure out what the hell they're buying because they have such shitty names. No, it's not even that. Well, actually, uh, no. You can talk about Infinity when you talk about I, that. I'm both of them. Go fuck both those companies. Because every car in Infinity's line is Q whatever. Q or QX. Yeah. Um, no, it's... So dumb. Lincoln, nobody takes them seriously because they had like one foot in the door, one foot out with the luxury market. Yeah. We had an MKZ at work that was three years old. Zephyr is the Fusion, right? I don't know. But um, that's the thing. I, I don't, don't know. know. I think that's a... I think that's a fusion. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, we had like an MKZ or something. Okay, yeah. It was three years old. And yet they've got chrome wheels on them. Oh, no. They came off their hubcaps. What? What? It was a chrome hubcap over a really ugly LA wheel. No way. Serious. Oh, my God. That is why people don't like Lincoln. I actually kind of like the new Continental. It's not that good. I guarantee you. No, it's, it's got, not a good it's car. It's got a hubcap on it or something. It looks cool. But I mean, that's the thing is like Lincoln. Lincoln's never going to be as good as Cadillac until they get on. I'm going to quote Everyday Driver right now, which is a yeah. much more successful podcast. Lincoln, nothing to see here. That's, Moving on. That's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. That's very. Uh, Jaguars, take your pick. They did the same thing as the Chevy SS. First year they brought the F-Type here. Awesome car. Auto only. Yep. Mm. Took them a year and a half to bring a six-speed here. That's the thing. I think you should have. If you have a car that is not a crossover, you should have a manual transmission just made. I just know it. it costs money to federalize the drivetrain combination. Big deal. Do you, it. You know, what, you know what else costs money? Like marketing a movie? Yeah. Or like having a good actor in a movie? Yeah. So even if nobody cares that you've got a good actor, like in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, God. Star Wars... Episode four, you had Alec Guinness in the background. You okay. didn't have to have Alec Guinness in the background. Well, yes, he did. Well, no. I mean, you could you could cast anybody as the old man. Oh, well, uh, Obi Wan. If Kenobi. you call that living. But yeah, well, no. But that's the thing is, Alec Guinness was he was from Lawrence of Arabia. He was he was like an amazing actor, and he really did you know bring up a lot of the quality of that movie. And but that's I agree. the thing that manual transmission. Is the Alec Guinness in Star Wars Episode Four that's in the movie for like half of the movie? Car manufacturers, yeah, car manufacturers are full of people that make the decisions. Uh, how do I put this properly, man? It's just like they, they don't they, have they don't have enough passion or knowledge to no, make. No, it's decisions. a widget. Oh, yeah. It's a widget. Yeah, there are a lot of widget. They're treating it like a commodity, which it 
isn't. No, it, it, it is a commodity, but that's uh, the thing. Is kinda. It's a commodity, but it's it's not the same as a refrigerator. It's a commodity, but it's right. not an appliance. Right. That's that's the issue. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's, is a lot of these people, they, I'm going to use a term of these people because it's a strong term. They view cars as an you appliance. Strong term? Never. Yeah, I know, right? They view cars as an appliance. I know. And most of the people that actually plunked out money for a new car are those people. And, and I get that, but that's the thing. But if you come back to, does the car company have soul or yeah. character? How, how are you going to drive customers? Are you going to make? Are you going to advertise whatever your sale price is? Your race to the bottom, Dude. like General Motors and Mitsubishi does, because they're doing fucking great. Or are you going to do what Mazda does and say, "Look how much more special this car is." Like drive this it. car is special because it. it gives you a feeling. Yeah. Like Mazda is doing better Mazda than they've James been May. doing in years, and Mitsubishi. And General Motors are doing really poorly. General Motors, year over year, has been losing sales in their cash crop, the crossover, mm-hmm. to Japanese brands. Kind of like the Malays, and kind of like the 90s, and kind of like the 2000s. Kind of the last so 40 years. Kind of like the last 40 years of their existence. <laughs> like, since they stopped making cool shit, like, they've just turned into this company that just keeps getting shit on by every other manufacturer. Well, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah, but... They're, they, they're putting very little effort into... The products that at least we care about. I think, just, well, that's, you don't have to put effort into things. Like, no, just the, do it. You just, you need to, ma- like, you can make a car with very little effort and is cool. They make all the components to make an interesting, cool car. Yeah, like, a car with little effort and is cool, GTO. Yeah. yeah they did, you did it the bare minimum there. Do you want something that's cool with very little effort? The Celica XX, the Celica Supra. You just okay. take a Toyota Celica, put sure. a six-cylinder in it. A car with very little effort. Is that a 5M? Cool. Um, no, I think it was a three or another car. It's cool. with very little effort. The, um, original S 20 Skyline 2000 GT, not the original Skyline, but the original, right. That, like actual winning that race car. Ultra gorgeous. Yeah. Not that, not the Hakoska, the one before the Hakoska where they just added a foot of metal in front of the car, put a six cylinder out of a Gloria into that. I don't light. know if I've seen. Yeah. It's the <clears throat> Skyline 2000 GTB. Huh. Um, all they did was they just took the straight six out of a Nissan Gloria, stuck it in a Skyline. Which, can we just acknowledge the fact that the Nissan Gloria is a great name? It's a great <laughs> name, yeah. They also have a car called a Cedric that's sold alongside I don't, it. I don't care about the Cedric. But anyway. Uh, it sounds like an entertainer. No, they just, all they did, they added a foot of metal. They didn't change anything. All right, back the on steering topic. steering wheel's awkward. That has nothing to do with unpopular cars. Well, no, that's just saying that's just, that you don't have to put a ton of effort no, to make something good. It, it does not take I much. Agree. It takes just a small amount of soul. Parts bin cars are awesome cars. Um, I'd, I'll, I'll say wagons. We all know about wagons that. Wagons as yeah. a whole. I think Wagons those, as a whole. Yeah, the, they should just be marketed. All right, Drew, your topic next. Yes. Uh, speaking of marketing, <laughs> bad in, in PR and bad PR. Um, MPR. I want to talk about uh, Enzo Ferrari and all the people he's, he's pissed dead. off. Also. Yeah. But he, um, <laughs> we, we've been, a fuck a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, no, like every supercar manufacturer came from him. Um, Thanks, Enzo. No, is because we were talking about the Monteverdi, which actually I turn, turns out was not a result of pissing off Enzo Ferrari. He oh. just he wanted to make a competitor to Ferrari. He didn't know. Well, Enzo. he did. So there you go. That's true. Um, but most famously, Lamborghini came from Ferrari, pissing yep. off. Yep. Um, and Ford. Yep, and and the Ford uh, t- uh, GT40 came from uh, Enzo Ferrari being a jerk, um, but there's a bunch of other ones. Shelby, 
Uh, Carol Shelby really hated uh, Enzo Ferrari as a person. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so that's why, like... That was, that's kind of the GT40 story, though, too. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that's... The GT40 was from Ford as a whole, and then Carol Shelby was a separate thing, and that's why you ended up with things like the um, the Dodge Omni GLHS later oh, on in his yeah. life. Oh, yeah. Because his whole career was based on him trying to one-up Ferrari with a normal car because he thought that Enzo Ferrari was full of himself. Um, He's not wrong. But no, there's some other brands that people don't really know these days. Um, ESO, which is known for the ESO Revolta, which is kind of looks like a Lamborghini Aslero or um, like a Ferrari 400i. ISO space R-I-V-O-L-T-A. I'm going to pop it up on the feed at least for people. Yeah, I, mean, I can't put it on the TV. I'm having issues with the HDMI capture card, guys. I bought all those new fancy hardware, and it's still all shitty. It might be a computer problem. The computer's great. But, um, no, ESO Revoltas were kind of cool cars. Um, and they were definitely more like... Oh, a, yeah. It looks kind of like a Jensen Interceptor mixed with a Maserati. Yeah, that's that's kind of it. Like, do you have the picture up for me? Uh, I'm working on it. The internet's okay. slow as shit. But, no, they... Uh, I know somebody that has one of these. That would be really cool. I would love to like see it they're uh, they found it in a barn like 30 years ago and they're slowly restoring it but there are no parts for them anywhere shocking yeah <laughs> um but uh wow, yeah that is that's a small world man i cannot believe yeah that's a that's a really cool car is uh the cause of enzo ferrari pissing people off um that thing's gorgeous but uh one final one there's i mean there's more to it than this i mean th- this list is endless another one that people would actually know uh have you ever heard the term bizzarini of course yeah, Bizzarini, that, that's another brand that came from a pissed off. I think it was an engineer or something at Ferrari. And he's just like, you know what? Fuck you. And it made his own brand. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, mate. He made his own brand. It I don't was know why ve- he's Australian. It was very short-lived. But uh, when they were around, they spanked Ferraris on the racetrack, which is hilarious. And uh, the only problem is is that they uh, they didn't sell anything. So, what era was that one? Like 60s. Okay. Yeah, 1960s. Bizzarinis are probably some of the prettiest cars. Like, they were up there. There were a couple of those at the um, Festival of Speed, weren't there? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them yeah. at Festival of Speed. You see them at, like, Festival of Speed and Conquerors. We'll see some in California, I'm sure. Hell, yeah. But, um, no, they're up there with, like, um, like the Alfa Romeo um, 8C or what? What was that really cool Alfa Romeo that was in the, the 1960s and 70s? I think the it's an 8Z. T2Z, like, I yeah, T7Z. I'll probably, I'll throw up on the motor blog when I figure it out. I know that 28 liter dirigible powered Fiat is very cool. That is very cool. That unrelated. Is, that is. And the com- Bugatto. Completely unrelated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, uh, and then Lamborghini famously, of course, we we also know that. Um, I, I did mention that, but basically. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, Everyone knows that story. Well, to some of the people that don't really know it, it was they basically, should. um, what Ferruccio Lamborghini was it? Was that his name? I don't know. But yeah. Anyway, the the found the, that sounds right. I pa- think it's Ferruccio, but that's Pagani. Yeah. Uh, the the patriarch of Lamborghini wanted to buy a Ferrari, but he didn't like the clutch. He asked and he asked Ferrari if they could fix it. Enzo said, "You're a tractor. You make tractors. What right. do you know about a good clutch?" Uh, and Lamborghini got so pissed off, he made his first car like in the 1950s, and then just continued on. Was that the Yelp or the Mira? That was way before that. Oh, really? It's like the 3000 like, GT or something. 3000 GTO. I think that's a Mitsubishi. It is a Mitsubishi, but it's something like that. It's like a 3500 GT. Yeah, it's 3500. Because I remember it had an all-aluminum body on it. Um, that was also very pretty. Yeah, very, very pretty. 
but yeah, no, Lamborghini is a hilarious story. It's, uh, I think, and then from that, a story kind of like that, you also had Pagani. Yeah. That came from Lamborghini. Yeah. It was kind kind of the, kind of the same story, but a bunch not... of really rich butthurt people just like. <laughs> God bless it. <laughs> Where did Christian von Koenigsegg come from? Is what I want to know. Um, you know the kid that you don't nobody really talks to that like goes and like shoots up the school. Yeah, uh, I'm okay. Sure. Yeah. That, that's Christian von Koenigsegg. But instead of be, doing something horrible, he did something amazing. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say like, yeah, he seems like he's pretty on the ball, but you know whatever. I think it was just that guy, like, he's like, these cars are cool. I like these guys. Why is nobody talking to me? Okay, if that's how it's going to be, boom, Agrera. <laughs> I guess CCX. And the, uh, and the Regera and the one-to-one. And the CCX. And yeah. The, well, the CCX was, like, the first one, CCR. It? No, CCR was. Really? Yeah. Oh. Fair enough. Well, I guess I should probably move on to my Speaking, topic. Yeah, which let's, is, let's talk about your topic. I feel like super American this episode because so far everything I've talked about starts with an American reference, but... That's perfectly yeah, fine. I'm Dan, the video Dan Balto's going to be so happy with us because he always complains we don't talk about <sighs> enough American Dan cars. Tucker would probably also be happy. So GM is debuting... I don't know if this is official news yet or not. I think it is. They're debuting a new twin cam, all aluminum, twin turbo V8 architecture. And did they do that like in the 90s, but like nah, not turbo? Without the turbos. It was called the North Star. And that was a horrible, horrible It was a problem. great engine that they fucked over because they forgot that they needed to put steel inserts in the threads for the cylinder heads. Yeah, this isn't going to go well. No, but anyway, they're going to put this in their CT6 and probably the Escalade. What's the CT6? That's their giant XTS, big sedan, stupid thing. It's stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. But anyway, this thing's cool. It's a hot V, uh, you know, 32 valve V8 engine. I got it up on the, the stream for people if they want to see it, but... It's kind of cool. I'm excited for that. I mean, it'll give them a you know, piece of differentiation. I mean, the thing supposedly makes, what is it, 550 horsepower, and I think it's like 640 foot-pounds of torque. The only thing that worries me is that General Motors historically kind of isn't the best with new technology. Like, they, they do best yeah, with yeah, stuff that's, like, been around for a long time. But, like, that new uh, four-cylinder Silverado engine we talked about, like, a month ago? That's true. But, I mean, like, we also haven't seen it, like, actually play out. Because right. when the North Star came out... Like, um, everybody loved it. I mean, the motor review is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But then it turns out, oh, these have, don't have aluminum, or they, these don't have steel inserts and aluminum heads. Oh, the wiring for the fuel injection sits within a valley that gets filled with gas if anything leaks and, and then shorts cool, out. Didn't work out well, oh, this has a deck school. Like, yeah. oh, this has horrible problems everywhere. But I, I'm still excited. I, I'm hoping that they don't make the same mistakes. I mean, they're they're comparing it to like the BMW 4.4 twin turbo, the Audi 4 liter twin turbo, and the AMG 4 liter twin turbo. And this yeah. thing is more power and like oh shitload more torque. You know, they also I should I should credit where it's due. GM did make the Quad Four, great engine, which was a great engine. I mean, those are only ruined by idiots not maintaining them properly. No, no. I mean, and we know the that those are good. I mean, Oldsmobile had the Aerotech there. 800 horsepower quad four supercar that they did for as a concept. They used to make speed parts for the quad four, yeah. like big time. Oh, I know. I what? Oh yeah, you talked yeah, about yeah. The, the connecting the, rods. The, <laughs> the connecting rods and the Oldsmobile Chiva. That guy's my hero to date. Um, oh, but yeah, that's so. I mean, GM they are capable of it. It's just that I don't know. It's watching watching General Motors like success rate of their cars, like as far as collectability and like actually coolness goes. I'm not gonna buy one of these, so I don't really care. But like I wanna see this in an escalade and but, somebody tune it up to a thousand dollars. Yeah, but the thing is their 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 ability to make like cool parts kinda is like the yeah. battering the batting average oops. <laughs> it's like the batting average of somebody in the 
like like in MLB. Their batting average is always like thirty percent. Like you get one third of the balls thrown at you. <laughs> like, and that's considered, I know I never knew what the number meant. Yeah, when I asked that's somebody, a, like oh like one point oh is perfect. Yeah, like no like thirty thirty percent is like. <laughs> Like you're doing, like you're a pro great. and you can hit it like just over thirty percent. You, you hit just over a third, like hit it out, like even hit the ball, not even out, out of the, of the park. park, like not even out of the park. Uh, that is what that batting average is. That's connecting the bat to the ball and getting something, even if it goes direct, like three feet in front of you. Really? Yeah. Does it also count like if you if it, like grazes the bat and goes up into the bleachers? I think so. Oh, gross. So th- that's what a batting average is. Like it doesn't mean much. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's kind of GM makes cars. Um, I hate hey, sports. speaking of batting averages uh, in sports ball, so another person drove off a ramp. Dude, what? <laughs> Did we just talk about like a van and like a car before that? Yeah, no, there's another oh. one. This one's a Galana wagon. Um, oh, man. Flew off a parking ramp in New Orleans, like landed on its roof, uh, actually sustained the impact. It felt like six stories or something. It was a long fall, but it did pretty decently. Like, Perhaps some Mercedes. Like, I get why those are $150,000 now. Surprising, because it's not a modern vehicle. No, but it's very strong. It has really thin pillars. Yeah, it works very well. I mean, perhaps some Mercedes are making such a great vehicle. I'll pull this up on the stream here. But um, there's a, uh, one of the, I forgot who, but there was a New, York, New Orleans Saints player that um, that happened to be there, and he helped the person out of the car. So good on him. That reminds me of the Reliant Robin episode uh, in Top Gear. Yeah, exactly. Jeremy just like randomly runs into all these like really well-known people to oh, tip yeah. him back on the <laughs> back on the wheels. <laughs> oh wow, that thing got pretty fucked. Yeah. Oh, it's Peyton Nosebold. It had from a lot Tears of people. I'm I'm surprised people were able to roll it over. Like the G wagons are yeah, very they're heavy. They're very heavy. Well, they're they're heavy. Well, he I didn't. That thing's still worth twenty grand. It's not oh, matter. I, it has to be. I, I think I think they had to. They had like a, like half of New Orleans rolling it back on its feet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at that, like it's pretty it's pretty fucked. But I mean, that's still drivable. Yeah. Perfect off road trail machine. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. You can cut the roof off that and have a great convertible. Yeah, I don't see any damage where you couldn't repair it. Yeah, that's not that bad. And I mean, there's All a million. All damage is technically repairable. Well, so. Yeah, but you know. Did you easily. see the? I like the gif of Did it you see back the story over. of the guy of the guy um, on Brain Trailer? He bought a half of a BMW M1. Like no, I didn't see that. It had been like a horrible front end collision. Like was basically ripped in half. Yeah. Anyway, he bought. A one that had a fire in the rear, mm-hmm. and he needed a parts car, so he took like all the parts off of it, and uh, but he kept the two bodies and put them together as a single body. Well, such talented people out there, man! Put it on like a super lightweight frame and mounted on his wall. Oh, I was hoping he was gonna like repair it and do racing with it. Well, no, that's the thing is the car is like the car is structurally marred in like every way. Oh, but yeah, but. Instead of because I mean yeah like how, when when else are you gonna be able to do that with a BMW M1 mounted on a wall? Never. Exactly. Like a half million dollars for a crappy one. Exactly. So that's why he just did it. I'm okay with that. But I mean, props to the guy for buying a bunch of broken M1s. I yeah, guess, and, and doing something with them. Well, he also the thing is all the parts that he used for him, he put them all on display, all of his spare parts. So he, like he'll just like pull it off the wall when he needs it. So he has, like, glass cases with, like, engines in it or what? No, like, he has the engine on a stand on display like a like a work of art because it is. But I just thought that was... That thing's gorgeous. I just thought that was, su- that was super cool that he did that. Um, and he did, like, all the correct, like, 
all the all the correct um, plating on it. It's like everything that should be zinc coated was. It was really tight. I found a guy locally that does zinc coating, and I like after mm-hmm. I found him, I'm like, oh, I gotta send you like five tons of bolts. Oh, you do? <clears throat> I found a guy. You should. Uh, He's you should, in Forest Lake. You should send me his uh, information. Remind me when we're not doing podcasts. Yeah, because I, I actually I do have some stuff I need zinc coated. Oh, it's so cool. It, it looks gorgeous. It's I like know. it's like it's, it's like rainbowy gold. I know. Yeah, it's just like it's it looks perfect so fresh. So fresh and so clean. We should we should say yellow zinc coating. Yeah. Um, yes. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that that might be one of the worst. There's like a lot of bad That's, drivers. I with know. But <laughs> with the, with with G wagons. Well, yeah. there's a bunch of bad drivers out there. G wagons, I don't feel like have the worst driver. No, 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 no. 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 I just keep seeing them in horrible situations they shouldn't be in. Do you know what I see in horrible situations all the time? Hmm. I know we talked about this a while ago. Like the worst drivers on the road. What do they drive? Yeah, I've been paying more attention since we did that. It's the Dodge Journey. Those are consistently Ooh. really bad. Unbelievably, how shit every one of those owners drives their car. Yeah, I uh, or lessees. Well, did I, ever sh- did I show you the picture of the lady who tried to do a U-turn in the middle of Lowry and her yeah her, the Mal- uh, with her Malibu Malapala? Yeah, it was it was a Malibu. I think I can't tell. I have no idea. Another problem General Motors has you can't you can't you can't tell one car from another, but. Um, it doesn't matter either. It, it, for those of you not from Minnesota, Lowry Avenue is like the main thoroughfare of like the north side of Minneapolis, like the hopping area. E- east to west. Um, and in front of my shop, there's a railroad overpass, and it's about like 50 feet wide because it's like six tracks along or wide. Well, not six, probably five, four or five. Um, and you cannot see, like in, in high noon, you cannot see into that bridge. Anyway, this just lady. Of the sunlight. Yeah, because of the sunlight and like just difference in lighting, and your eyes don't adjust. Sure. Um, this lady goes and does a U-turn right in front of that without slowing down or checking. Anyway, there's a jeep coming, and just annihilated her car. I was gonna say, yeah, that didn't go well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she got. I saw the photos. Yeah, uh, she got knocked in the last week. Pretty hooped. She was okay, but she was whatever. She was shook. Natural selection. Um, mm-hmm. I still stand by the W body being some of the worst cars. Just period. Yeah, um, I think that's probably a newer platform than the W, but Yeah, still. but I think as far as newer, I think newer, like new cars, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say Hyundai Kia. I don't know if I can agree with that. You know why I'm saying that? Why? You know how uh, Jeremy Clarkson said, if you're not good at soccer, if you don't care about soccer, you're no good at it. And if you don't care about driving, about driving you're, no good, you're no good at that yeah. as well. It's the exact concept. Because... Those aren't special financing cars, though. They're just no, boring cars. Well, no, that's what I'm talking about. Like, modern cars. Modern, yeah. like, yeah. just new cars. If I'm trying to limit it to that, because otherwise I'm going to just default to W-body. But those ones are just truly dreadful drivers. Like, when I'm, get, when I'm about to get run off that's the road. not as bad as a Chrysler 200 or a Dodge Journey. It just isn't. The 200, yeah. Actually, I think the 300S should be up there, too. And not because of bad drivers, but because of bros, like, just cracked out on whey protein and steroids. <sighs> oh, <God. laughs> Do you guys see that the whey, like all the whey protein in the United States got recalled for salmonella yes. like two weeks ago? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I um, laughed so hard at that. Maybe that's like that guy was yelling at me in traffic. <laughs> I was. He was just like slowly dying inside from salmonella. Yeah. Well, I I was um, I was getting onto the highway in front of my house, and like I'm definitely within my lane, and maybe my mirror, if anything, crossed over into the lane. There's like two turn lanes to get onto the highway. Sure. And this guy is bros. Hey, you come into my lane. You need to get out of my lane. And I'm like, dude, like you need to calm down. I mean, there's two turn lanes. Just fuck you. I'm like, what? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's seven o'clock in the morning. I I do not have I, the energy I do not have this. the time or energy to do <laughs> any of this. Like, with you. I I want to sit in my van, 
with like the window cracked a little bit. NPR going. NPR going, yes. being comfortable. And this dude's just like yelling at me. And so he gets me to like, when I, you know how when I snap, I just, I, I fucking let her rip. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this guy, aware. this guy, he eventually what happens is blocks me from getting out of 394. So I'm now late to work at this point. Oh, that ain't good. Oh, no. And this is when I go off the rails. I'm excited now. <laughs> so what I do is I follow him. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't follow him. I go right in front of him just a little bit. Mm. And I wait till he's going up to his exit. And I just slow right down. And then we do it again. And we do like a whole bunch of them. I'm up at like Highway 55. And he's trying to get off on 55. How late for work were you doing this? No, 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 no. Because I turned off on 55. <laughs> okay. I wait in, in. So he just goes and like tries to get ahead of me. And like steps on the gas. But he's got like a 300 with a V6. Yeah. And so he tries to step on the gas to get in front of me. And I turn off, and then this SUV behind me, Dodge Journey. Oh, no. <laughs> pulls no. up, takes up the space that I had, and he misses his exit. And then after, after 55 and 100, you have to drive basically to Brooklyn Park. Oh, dude, yeah. Like There's nothing her. after that. No. So he's done. So I won. Good. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I was like, I was like seven minutes late to work because... Whatever. The thing it's is, worth it. the only exit I could have taken after 394 was 55 because sure. everything else would have been shit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, like I won. I was no later <laughs> than I would have otherwise been. <laughs> and this guy is now ass mad. So <laughs> if you own a white Chrysler 300, I should say 300S white uh-huh. with uh, dark gray wheels. I'm guessing it's and, a second gen. Yep, second gen. And you live in the St. Louis Park area Eat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Yes. Um, Should we on the on topic the... of eating ass? How about World Cup of Cars? Yes. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> I didn't get a beer while you start this. Yeah. So World Cup of Cars, we were gonna do two this week, but um, for whatever reason, my notes for who's up next week didn't show up. So we're gonna split it into two, and we're gonna do just one car per episode for World Cup of Cars. And that's perfectly fine because I also have an interesting engineering episode or uh, topic. So, World Cup of Cars, we're going to do Belgium yes. versus England. I'm back. Now, Belgium versus England is actually going to be really interesting because both of these cars competed with each other in the same era. And what I'm talking about is the uh, Gillet Vertigo. Wasn't it Gillette? Gillette Gillet. I went with your pronunciation. You went with mine. Oh, versus. Yeah. I don't know. The Morris Marina. You, you can check the notes on that. Just, just take a second. Look we'll, we'll at the look we'll at the notes. Hold <laughs> on. Um, interesting engineering, McLaren. McLaren F1 Morris Marina. <laughs> so yes, the, those have never been in the same. The Morris Marina versus the Gillette Vertigo, because the Morris Marina was basically the same thing as an F1, as it was rear-wheel drive and had an engine in it. Um, yes. And they both ran on petrol, so. I believe which one is more attracted to pianos? I think mm. the marina. The marina. Okay. I yeah. think, but the thing is, I mean, I, wa- I really like I like Chile. Yeah. But I just think the Morris Marina is better. What? Um. Can we bring up a picture of the Morris Marina? Yes. Hold on. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Jan, you should look up the Morris Marina as well. Yeah. I know what it is. <laughs> We've seen them mainly with pianos on the top yeah. of them. Oh yeah. 
Yes, yes, the Morris Marina. The Morris Marina's owner club has wrote us another letter. <laughs> I will kick this so-called coxswain and the so-called plums, whatever they said. Yeah, I think, I think some plums. I feel like they spent the entirety of Top Gear like threatening them, but never doing anything. Yeah, I think that a lot of that was made up. Okay, I had I to pick care. one in a 70s color, so I have that now. There we go, perfect. Wow, this is dreadful. So is that better than the F1? Because I think it is. No. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. No. It, is better it just than the, isn't. <laughs> it's better than the F1, and it therefore better than the Chalet Vertigo. No. Mm. The McLaren F1 wins this. England wins. England wins against the Chalet Vertigo? It does. But the Chalet Vertigo is kind of cool. <sighs> and they race together at the same time. Let me. i got to pull up a picture of the Chalet Vertigo again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to bring one up as well in race trim. I don't care about race trim. McLaren F1 is not beatable. Um, race car. Okay. Race. Yes, the F1 is beatable. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It Can just... we just compliment how shit the internet is here once it, again? As always. It's oh, dude, McLaren F1 for sure. No, yep. no, 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 no. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. I, I, I vehemently detest the F1. I love the F1. Oh, my God. It's so... Ugh. It's so good. It has a 4K BMW V12 in it. It's carbon fiber. Awesome. Which is not English. You sit in the middle. But look at the Joy Vertigo. It's just an engine with a seat it on it. It looks terrible. No, it looks it great. It looks like a Zenvo that somebody like sucked all you... the catfish juice out of. What are you talking about? That looks fantastic. It does not. That looks great. No, it's missing its entire bottom. No, it, it doesn't have a bug because it's made to have a wing on it. I don't care. McLaren F1's better. But what about this ride? Jana uh, brought me a picture of the McLaren uh, MP412C Hello Kitty Blanc Plan race car, yeah, which is so by England default the winner. Wins. All right, we'll, we'll pick that. The right, MP412C yeah. Hello Kitty wins. Yes, it does. England. Yes, that's Jana's favorite race car ever. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, When I bought the 355, I really wanted to wrap it with car stuff, but or sorry, cat stuff. But I, you, know. you really should have. Uh, after Dead Mouse got his cease and desist from... <laughs> From, oh, yeah. From uh, Hello Kitty or whatever it was. I was like, nah, maybe not. Well, it was a dead mouse, so you didn't have to do Hello Kitty. I'm sure uh, yeah. I'm sure cats and synthesizers in space would be more than happy to have you wrap your car with oh pictures of cats floating through space on synthesizers. I'm going to take this Morris Marina picture off my screen so I don't have to look <laughs> at it anymore. Yeah, and I think Sanrio would be totally okay with Hello Kitty. I mean, there's that uh, Suzuki Alto with Hello Kitty all over. Yeah. Anyway, the MP412C Cat Edition wins. Yeah. Okay, so I want to move on to interesting engineering. All right, we, please do. We, you know, spoke about how soul defines a car. Yes. And how, you know, really no, I guess we didn't really talk about this. But nobody's really captured what the Honda Civic had. What like, do you mean? Back You're talking the, about its actual, like, essence? Like, the essence of it. Like, you know, the, the 88, through ni- 88 through 2001 Honda Civics, the EF, EG, EKs, yeah. Those ones, yeah, like those cars have like a following still. Well, yeah, it's because they're still good. Yeah, and that's the thing is, but I mean, if you think about it on paper, it is a subcompact mm-hmm. with a hundred or less horsepower. Yeah, I was gonna say hundred on a good day. Front wheel drive. Yep. Yeah, manual transmission. Yes, good. And gets good fuel coming. It was made to be a gas miser. Um, I mean, it, it's it's really basic because like you get crank windows. Yep. You might have AC in it. What does miser mean? Miser means you don't use much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, and I saw that a lot in like 80s um, um, uh, motor weeks. Yeah, gas miser. That's where that term came from. Hmm. Um, 
And like you, you might have AC and you definitely have a manual seat. Decadent capitalist pig. And all right. But so the thing is like these cars really were kind of an anomaly and they were, they're like more popular than like the equivalent Corollas. Because they made like Corolla FX16, and they made Corollas at that same era. Yeah, they made Escorts at that same era, and te- even though the Corolla and the Escort made more power than the Civic, the Civic's still the one that wins out. Oh, dude, yeah, because like, it drove better. It drove better. I think what it what the Civic did is it gave you a lot of the feeling that you got from like an old GTI, not a modern one, but an old GTI. Yeah, like a Mark One. Yeah, like a Mark One or a Mark Two, but did it like really reliably. Yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> Because you, you don't see Mark II all anymore. of the smiles, none of the oh god, no, none, none of the tow trucks just turned into rust. No, they did. Um, but no, I, I kind of w- I went into this. I've tr- I've been trying to. This is something that's been, like plugging me for my entire life because I really like cars like that. Uh, I got a picture of a Civic for people that aren't really a Honda people, so they you can just open who, up that picture. Who isn't a Honda people? You know, people that don't really know that are out of the loop on them. I was gonna say, I mean, you can. I understand. It's, like, it's usually to buy it's usually Volkswagen fanboys. Oh well, and, oh. and like you know, kind of like douchebags. Oh, it's almost it's almost things where like if you can accept that a Honda is a good car, All like right. at that point, you really do prefer like prefer a driving experience over anything else. The photo is up on the stream. Cool. So I mean, these cars they had a really advanced suspension design. They had double wishbone front suspension, trailing arm rear. Weren't they uh, independent like torsion bar or something back in the day? Yep, they had, they had independent torsion bars on the uh, first, the third gen, I think. Okay. Um, I'd have to double check that before I can say that for sure. But they were like crazy reliable. They were really overbuilt from the factory. I mean, it's very rare for Hondas to have like bottom end failure. The only thing, oh, that, like, God. the only <laughs> thing that fails on them is like if you're make if you're pushing like 300 horsepower, you might want to double or rethink your valve your uh, valve spring choice, and that's about it. And like. With cams, you know, the valve springs are really the limiting factor. I was listening to uh, an episode of The Smoking Tire uh, with Busy. Yeah, Busy Rosola. Yeah. yeah, he was on for the second episode, and they started talking about his uh, single cam F22-powered uh, Insight. Yeah, that car's awesome. Oh, my God. That's... Like, it's, it's, it spins that, like, stock, stock-ish F22 bottom end up to, like, 11,000. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, are you kidding me? It's just ludicrous. Oh. I remember when he used to go out street racing, like... Like what the, it did was I essentially just put better valve springs and I reduced the valve train mass. You you nailed the busy <laughs> accent. <laughs> like that's exactly what he sounds like. I sound like I'm from South Africa. Oh, because he is from Africa. Yeah, I think, I I'm not sure if he's from South Africa, but um, no, I so think he, you're right. I think it's Nigeria. Yeah, something like that. But he, he does speak with an African busy accent. Awesome it's fantastic. I love busy or Sarah. Um but no, they uh, they they really overbuilt it. Like back when I was like, going out street racing, there was a guy that I knew that had a uh, a CD Accord, the ninety four yep. through ninety seven Accords. He had an H twenty two in it, and he had it tuned. And the only tune he did is he took off the rev limiter, and he he would rev it to the moon. It was all it was open header, all motor. Oh god. Uh, and no, he would rev it to like I think like eleven grand or something, and like nothing broke on it. It was just ridiculous. But, um, no, yeah, I mean, you could probably do it with a stockish engine for a couple of times, but like busy, I feel like you could just do it forever. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's really cool. Um, busy user ho is also like a wizard because he went to school for chemical engineering, dude. Yeah, did he tell the story about his 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 entire story about the gas that he made? No, so back in the day, he used to there's a rule where there's a rule in in um NIRA drag racing that was started because of him and at Battle of the Imports where you have to use over-the-counter gasoline because he would brew his own gasoline. Okay. 
But what he did is he was a chemical engineer student. Okay. And he would brew it so it would smell like grapes. Uh, oh. Or like raspberries or strawberries. So, <laughs> so when he when he passes people, they would smell his car past them. That's like modern E85, but you'd have like vape juice coming out of the tailpipe. It smelled like vape juice, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Super funny. I don't like that. <laughs> but that'd be that would really troll somebody in like a third oh gen God. Camaro in like 1994, yeah. really badly. It would be super funny. Um, but no, another thing about Hondas that's really, I think that really kind of leads to them sticking around, still being relevant, is the parts availability and just like the overlap of shit. Because oh, like Tinker Toys, they are they are well. I mean, not as much as like a Subaru or a Toyota, but or I mean even a BMW in that which, sense. Which but... are uh, other cars that like it? They really should be more popular than Hondas. Because I mean, you can put in a two JZ into a Cressida without having to buy a single aftermarket part. Yeah, same thing as BMW. You can put a 20 or newer engine in any 30. Yeah. No aftermarket stuff. Exactly. Like, that's some, but like Honda, you have to like get like custom mounts and stuff. But the thing is, they should be switching series. Yeah. Like, you, trying to put a you can still transverse do that, F series or uh, F20. Yeah, exactly. Like F20, longitudinal uh, F20B. Yeah. Uh, but it, like, they have just so much parts availability. Like, you can, like, if you wanted to yeah. build a 10 second Honda Civic, you can do that on a six grand budget and get it done in about a week and a half if you really <laughs> wanted to. It does not take much effort. Um, I feel like I could do that with a 335i, but it wouldn't last very long. That 335i? A six grand budget for a 335i? No, to I make it into the but tens. Like, no, but I mean, like a Civic, like you yeah, just you no, get uh, CRX HF, you get a H22, you get the right transmission, you get some good suspension and good tires, yep. and that will put you right into like 10.9. Um, Especially yeah, E85 and a tune and all. Yeah, that. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they they also they have a really outstanding racing pedigree. Speaking of such, um, I mean the the GTIs and stuff like they were like marketed really well. Yeah, but they didn't really win anything. No, yeah, like Volkswagen, like they don't they're that good. <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't get it. They're pavement princesses. But like Civics, like they won Super Taiku uh, touring car racing. They no way is, they won a Japanese touring car championship against competitors like A86s and MR2s. Yeah, and, but I'm saying like that wasn't a German thing. No, but I mean like the GTI didn't. And I'm not apologizing like, for even, GTI. No, but I mean like better. even in like WRC they didn't win that much. Right. But like they won Super Taiku. They won uh, all sorts of like just about every drag race ever privateered. Right. Um, they were just, they were market, they were put it, I mean, the Civics, or I mean, the Accords, yeah. not really the Civic, but the Accord because of um, regulation size, that was put into uh, American touring car racing in the 90s and mm-hmm. cleaned house. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, in Europe, they cleaned up a lot with touring car racing, Asian touring car, which is separate from Super Tycoon. They cleaned house on that, and yeah, these were, they really do have a, a really long racing pedigree in touring car and in drag and then autocross and road racing. I guess it shouldn't be surprising to me, but I, I guess I hadn't heard about it before, so. Yeah, but it, that, that's the thing. It's like a lot of people, like, they don't hear about it. Like, they just go, Civic, oh, Farcan. And, like, that's just what they think. Yep. But the whole, like, big body kit craze, yeah, that came from a Feels wide body, which was, uh, Feels is a Honda tuning company back in the 90s okay. that built that wide body kit so they could run they was could it built run like four touring car or? no it was built for time attack that's it so 
you'd have these like huge body kits that are actual functional arrow originally, and they would turn into something else later on. But they would also put on like larger uh, front bumpers to put in an intercooler and stuff like that. But like uh, all those body kits and stuff originally they were had turbocharged. A, you could get a turbo. Okay. Well, I mean, like aftermarket stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, I knew they weren't factory turbo. Yeah, but a lot of these body kits were made for that uh, specific purpose. Hmm. Um, and they also had like a really advanced design for the era. 16 valve VTEC high revving. I mean, that's yeah, man, variable like, valve timing in 1988. Yeah, the D series when it came out was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, like, I mean, variable valve timing is huge. Like today it's whatever, but like Honda really made that a thing. Uh, My fajita has variable valve timing. Exactly. Is that what you're naming here? Yes. <laughs> that's perfect. FJ Ida. Yeah, the fajita and uh, the burrito doesn't fit. So. Yeah, the burrito was your forerunner. forerunner. That, that's and a, taco, of course, is a Tacoma. That's yeah, perfect. So fajita. fajita. Yep. I love it. And I signed one. up for my iPass in Chicago on the way up. It's like, what's the state plate and title? I'm like, Minnesota fajita. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's great. And it has a temp tag on it. I don't know if it worked or not. I just drove through all the tolls. So that's super funny. <laughs> we'll see pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, there's also a few other things that they did. Like sure. Uh, the actual like committing the fuel injection and like 1983 where they had individual injectors on each cylinder yep. like mercedes didn't do that shit until the 90s like it took them a long time to do that and i mean yeah they use cis up until like 94 95 yeah it, but i mean like and then like volkswagen the eight valve that cis like honda did a lot with that kind of cool stuff and toyota uh they did that too as well but uh, where Toyota used a, like one of those big air flap meters, which makes tuning super hard. Hey, Honda FM, did yeah. not. Honda used a uh, map, map sensor. sensor. Yep. Where you can just like put a different one on. Yeah, exactly. And then you're good. Honda's that that I think it might be the big one of the biggest things that they did for their performance. But I think the, I think what I finally got to was ease of maintenance. Yeah. That, I think that's what the big draw to a Honda is. Could be. For me, it would just be reliability and fun to drive. I mean, it's like... But, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of cars that are reliable and fun to drive, you know? Like modern Mazdas. Yeah, but, I mean, Honda, if you want to make it faster, you want to put a new engine in it, you can put a B-Series in and it takes five hours. You can get that done in an afternoon and then go have fun before sun's down. Yeah. I mean, if you start at noon and you have every part that you need, like pulling the engine out, hammering in the frame rail, and getting everything done on an EF, it's a little weird, but... <laughs> You can get all that done, get it in, really get all the kinks worked out, and then, yeah, then you're done. Okay. Five hours. I, but I think, I think that's what the final draw is for the Honda and why people love them so much. Or you can, you know, drive your 75, 80% broken Accord for two years without fixing anything but the... Uh, the car will run in spite of you. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Oh, yeah. And yeah. All that I had to do was, you know, jump it every once in a while, and it was... Like fine. jump it over train tracks? Uh... No, it jumped the battery. Well, oh. actually, the, that, that was car... because the battery terminals were oh. completely corroded. We were talking before we started recording. I was just like, how much of a pain in the ass this week's been. Oh, dude. Like, Both of I, our weeks are just complete that car, shit shows. That car, I can't bring myself to junk. Yeah. Because even though it's like almost the dead. auto one? That, like, the auto one. Yeah. It runs. Properly. It runs. I can't kill it. I know, but like the trans is like one and a half for gears work, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. It, sometimes reverse works, but if reverse works, third doesn't work, so you only have first and second. 
Not fourth? Oh, it doesn't have a fourth. It, Fourth's been a long gone. Fourth's oh, okay. gone forever. Oh, so you don't want reverse to work is what I'm hearing. Yes. Because then you get third. The, then you get third if you've been driving it for 15 minutes before you get on the highway. And the way you get that to happen is... It uses, I love beater cars. It, it uses the same valve, I think, between fourth gear and reverse. So you just got to stick it in the fourth, <laughs> let it grind for a second, and then <laughs> pop it in third. <laughs> Yeah, but so these, I can't, I can't let it go to junkyard. It still works, and it's still fun to drive. Like, ugh. and the exhaust so sounds amazing. The, the, yeah. Uh, it, 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 uh, is that an F? Engine? No, it's an A. It's oh, like oh, three, really old. Two, two liter, three valve per cylinder. Uh, also, okay. another thing that Honda did was There's sixteen no, valves, like on everything after that. Yeah. yeah. No yep. cat or heat shield anymore, so it's nice and toasty. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Inside's like perfect in winter. Like I just, it, it's just such a pain to like. Well, we got the manual one, so it's just like I need to find time to like put all the shit that Jana likes from the automatic one into the manual one. Yeah, like that's the main the main issue here. But I gotcha. Everything's mostly broken, and it's just worked so well for so long that it's like I love beaters. It, yeah, but that's the thing is I can't kill it. It's just it's been going for so long. I feel bad. It's like putting down like an old dog. But like the oh, dogs, dude. <laughs> but the dogs, depressing. the dogs, like it's still there. Like its legs don't work, but it's still happy. Like I. I can't do it. Like the engine runs better than my other one. Like I, fuck, <laughs> it sucks. It's, I think on that depression, depressing note, we should end the episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Equating broken Hondas to like murdering old dogs. <laughs> Don't worry. It's getting a new life. It, it uh, is. It, it is. It's just getting a new. It's getting a new chassis. You know, I, I accept it. that reason for <laughs> ending this episode. <laughs> Thank you for uh, listening. I hope you're not too depressed. I'm no. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the regularly scheduled podcast episodes, everyone. We will see you on Wednesday. Yes. Bye bye.